Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy July the 11th, right? I'm on the right day. Y'all know how I am. July the 11th. <laughs> Happy Monday. Hope you've had a wonderful weekend. Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Life, love, and liberty. Glad to be back with you. It's been a while. It's been a few days. Working on a few things. You know, as I always do. And I have some interesting things to share with you that I believe are going to... Actually, today's the 10th. My bad. Sorry. You're not crazy. I'm not either. I just got the date wrong. So welcome back. Life, love, and liberty. (laughs) Oh, the world. Right? The world. Do we really expect the world to change? No, we don't. And there's imminent danger where... Taiwan is concerned. That is true, according to my sources. Um, So whatever that's going to mean for us here remains to be seen. I mean, if you're waiting to fall, you've missed the party. Because the only thing that hasn't fallen yet about the United States of America, in my humble opinion, um, is I think it would be our ports, our our other passages of entry, um, but it, shy of 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 folks, troops from another nation landing or somehow, you know, busting out of shipping containers um, with with a red dawn kind of approach. Uh, that that hasn't happened yet, and that's good, right? And I'm not sure that that will happen, uh, but anything's possible because of the current state of the world, right? And so the world is nuts, and the world's always been nuts, and the world's always going to be nuts. And so I came today to share good news <laughs> because... Because the gospel is still good news, and if you're part of the kingdom, then you have every reason to be um, reaching for, I'm not going to say striving, reaching for a quality life, right? Christ said that he came to give us life more abundant, life and life more abundant. He also said, my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives you, right? And he whose eyes are set upon the Lord is kept in perfect peace. And so, so I could go over the 10,001 things that are wrong and, and the what ifs and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and this could happen. And we could experience an industrial ice age as soon as Taiwan, you know, is reclaimed, uh, kinetically or physically otherwise. And, and you, whatever, you know, whatever little freedom they've been enjoying is squashed. And we help set that in motion. So I could talk about that. 
but I don't want to. (laughs) And so we could talk about, you know, my sadomasochistic stalkers on Twitter because they exist or, you know, just crazy people in general because they exist. We could talk about the 85,000 children that are missing in this country. Mm -hmm. And at the helm of our very own government uh, missing at the hand of of the government missing gone. If you have not seen sound of freedom, I encourage you to do so. But if here's my disclaimer, if you are a victim of sexual abuse, sexual assault, please be mindful and prayerful about your attendance because while it does not show anything graphic, you've probably seen worse on a Netflix, on a Netflix show, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't show anything of that nature, but these guys have done a remarkable job um, of really stoking every emotion in the human psyche for both male and female, especially if you're a mother, grandmother, father, granddaddy, and you're sane, right? You're not into trafficking, raping, maiming, uh, you know, selling body parts of children. Like if that's not your shtick, um, and, and believe me, there's an entire industry which they do uncover in the movie. The only thing they don't do in the movie is, is give credit where credit is due. They do not give credit where credit is due with regard to who is actually perpetuating the trafficking. Now, that makes me wonder, other than the fact that these guys still clearly work with government agencies. I'm not suggesting they work for, but I am suggesting that there is a network of folks who have to count on, you know, in spook world, the right hand rarely knows what the left hand is doing, and the left hand could become the right hand, uh, you know, in the middle of an operation. I honestly don't know how those folks exist. I don't know how they survive from one operation to the next. Because anyone I've ever known in that industry, um, yeah, (laughs) they're just very interesting people. And I honestly don't know, other than the fact they got into it when they were very young. And so you have basically the mind of a steel trap. And, And I think your emotions have been carved out of your soul on some level. Not entirely, but they have been manipulated so much so that you are a walking game theory. Like that's who you are. And so personal relationships, you know, all those things suffer because of how people have been programmed to deal with, with fabricators, manipulators, liars, deceivers, and dangerous people. And as we see the whole system is turned on us, as law-abiding people who are not crazy, who are not trafficking children, and who are not, you know, remotely interested in breaking the law. And somehow we've become, you know, the target of this entire mammoth apparatus. And so they don't cover that in the movie, which was kind of disheartening. But the movie itself, getting back to you caring for your own heart, in your own psyche, that's really important. So I'm just here to tell you, as someone who has survived that and um, administers to many others around it, I, it will trigger you. I don't care how healed you think you are, it will. So be mindful 
I'm not suggesting that you're not a big girl or boy. I'm suggesting that you are mindful and prayerful and you protect your own psyche. And if you know people who are planning to see it, who have been victims, then please share this message with them. uh, If you care about them, the movie very well executed, cannot say enough about it. I really can't, um, you know, now of course, and I warned people the night I saw it was the night before it released And I warned people in a Twitter space, I'm going to give you, you know, four, three, two, one blast off before the Q, QAnon, Anon, all of those, um, you know, mockers of of all of that. That's how this movie is going to get swept up. As a matter of fact, I said, it's a good thing it took five years for this thing to get picked up for distribution. Because had it released when it was supposed to, you would have been at the height of the Q rollout, the QAnon, the Anon, you know, all of the different factions of, hey, this is happening. Can you believe it? And, oh, well, we have to discredit that. So let's add to it or let's take away from it. Let's make it so bombastic that it just completely floods the psyche of human beings to where they just turn the whole thing off or they believe it like bleeding sheep that that the plan is coming and something, the storm is rising and digital soldiers actually, you know, have a say-so in a digital space that they don't own. Because that makes sense. Right. So it's, it's amazing to me to listen to the gatekeepers of the, of the system of the matrix, uh, in the words of Andrew Tate and boy, I hate to quote him, but I will, because it's true. And they're in the middle of a battle because they're part of the matrix. They just don't know it, but they're fighting the matrix and the matrix eats its own. I mean, that's nothing new. That's what the world does. So, so I could talk about all of that, (laughs) which I just brushed upon delicately. I warned you all that they were coming. And it wasn't even 24 hours later, the same night that movie, the same day that movie released to the general public, WAPO and every other mainstream owned by the United States government, media outlets, propaganda mouthpieces had nothing but, and CNN included, like I said, propaganda mouthpieces owned by the United States government uh, and the entire military industrial complex, right? The big, the big bustling machine of, of war hawks and warmongering and bloodletting across the world. That's us. I mean, the more I learn, the more I don't want to know. I wonder how many of you feel that way. My dad was a World War II veteran, and I thought he was. I thought he hung the moon, greatest thing since sliced bread. And I've always had great reverence and respect for people who serve. And then I grew up and started hearing the truth. And I still have respect for people who have served because about nine out of 10 of those people had no idea what they were serving and why they thought they were there to serve their country selflessly. They had their limbs blown off. They had their minds completely riddled with holes because of PTSD. They lost family members because they couldn't keep a family together. Because of anger and rage and fear and terror and suicidal suicide ideation, right? That's what we've done to our people. Have you ever done studies on on the PTSD factor of other soldiers in other nations? And people would say, "Oh, there aren't any studies." Oh, but there are. Have you done the suicide rates of military veterans of, of veterans war actual 
war veterans, um, not people who were guarding trash cans, not people who were pushing paper, people actually blowing stuff up and trying not to get blown up themselves. Have you ever done a study of folks from other nations and other military, other militaries and their suicide rates? Yep. Not like ours. No. (laughs) So why, why is that? Why is that? Why are they vaccinated from their toenails up to the crown of their head with things that are deadly? Why is that? See, now here's where I cross the Rubicon for some of you. You're like, oh, God, she's turned into an anti-vaxxer. Well, I got to tell you, hanging out with the physicians that I've been listening to, that I've had on my show, uh, all the revelations about COVID, mRNA, things coming out now about Guillain-Barre syndrome, um, oh, my God, herpes of every kind, uh, cancers, you know, I mean, a robust cancer surge right now with people who have been vaccinated with any of them, and you think I'm going to trust the United States government to inject anything into my body or that of even my dog? Negative. That's not to shame those of you who do. That's just me. And after listening to Kennedy on Joe Rogan, oh, mm-mm, nope. <laughs> so I've never been an anti-vaxxer, but with the, you know, with knowledge comes power. Right. And what does the word say? Let's get back to some good news. What does the word say? My people perish for lack of knowledge. And we live in a day and age where no matter how much knowledge you try to spoon feed someone or fire hydrant into their throat, they can't receive it. They can't receive it. They're blinded. They're deaf, dumb, and mute. Or whatever it is they're spouting is not rooted in truth. And so the world wants you to be afraid. The world wants you to be angry and bitter. I tweeted something yesterday because my heart was so moved by watching infighting within this one particular group that I'm associated with on Twitter. And they were all fighting about President Trump. And and some are not necessarily DeSantis supporters, but the Lord gave me a very clear vision of what the fighting was really about. And I could see their words because they were typed out. I could see the exclamation points. I could see the venom. I could hear that. I could hear the mocking and the backbiting and the defense of President Trump. I could hear all of that. And the the vision I got was so clear and it was so compassion filled because what I what I what was revealed to me that I shared publicly and it has apparently bore witness with a lot of different people because I actually have a tweet that made it outside of my own fishbowl past 20 people, which is a miracle, by the way. We'll get to that in a minute. So these guys were expressing really grief. Remember, I've talked about grief a lot on my podcast because I know a thing or two about it. Yeah, unfortunately, I do. I've been a woman plagued by a lifetime of grief. And it's been one after the other. So I've become a little bit of an expert whenever it comes to grief, coping, 
how people cope, why they cope the way they do. Um, And thankfully, I have come out the other side so that I, I recognize when there is a spirit of grief attached to someone and when there's bitterness and there's sadness and there's anger and wrath, it gets all mixed up in that. And when people, again, I'll go back to when you do not reconcile your losses, which is really what PTSD is, you've lost your innocence, you've lost your peace, you've lost your personal space, your peace, your autonomy. Um, you know, your, your brain is a, is a beautiful and powerful entity in and of itself, right? I mean, it is a wondrous machine, that, that we have in our, in our skulls and, and we really do underestimate it. And there are a lot of stop gaps in, in provisions that the Lord gave us and, and made for us to be able to flee and cope and think and uh, engineer and hope and dream and laugh and love and taste and smell and touch and all, oh my gosh. And remember, and, you know, and, and, and fantasize and, you know, in a healthy way, uh, you know, and, and think just a, a, a marvelous P I love engineering. Oh, I'm so German in that way. I love engineering. I love great engineering of anything. And so I look at the human body as just a masterpiece, you know, on behalf of my father. And so when you think about what happens to your entire body, when you store grief and anger and wrath and bitterness, and it all starts to become this twine, this giant ball of yuck, nothing, right? And then you watch people <laughs> on Twitter, and they think it's about President Trump, and they're fighting with DeSantis people, right? Or they're fighting with Trump people because this person was a Trump person, and this person put all of his hope in his stock and his faith, and we're going to get this done, and I believed his promises. And and so I recognized that. And and so the, the grief was, hey, man, I put my hope in this person. I put my hope that we were actually going to be able to save our country, and look where we are right now. Not only are we not saving our country, but our country is gone as we've known her. Like, what the is happening. So I saw all of that from a very compassionate viewpoint from a, from a very, very 50,000 foot seat, you know, and, and I was very grateful for it because I got a lot of responses from people who were like, thank you for saying what I've been feeling. And I couldn't articulate it. And I get that a lot. And I'm, and I don't take that. I don't own that for myself because that is a gift from my father to you all that that is not for me to hoard and and that is not for me to glory in um that is his and it's simply for me to show up and do it but you know that requires me getting out of my own foxhole uh you know while I'm taking fire from crazy lunatics online so Thankfully, I was able to get out of my way long enough, and this conversation struck me, and the Holy Spirit hit me, and wisdom fell. Next thing I know, I was like, oh, great, I see what's going on here. And so I've, I have already ministered to you, if you followed me for any length of time on my podcast, around this whole concept of you've got to mourn what's happened to our country. You have to mourn 2020. Other people may want to move on, but not only 2020, okay? But you got to mourn what's come out about who we've been for the past 60 years, 
And I'm not suggesting it's your fault, but I am suggesting that you're a part of the fabric of this country. And if you're a citizen, whether you've been sworn in and decided to pledge once you got here or you were born here and you're a citizen, it affects you. Whether you want to admit that or not, it absolutely affects you. There's a lot of truth to, you know, we are one. We're all connected, right? Well, we all have the same father as living beings. Not to suggest that we all have the same father as, you know, to, to differentiate between born-again believers in, in a rebirth of the spirit, right? Because not everyone's done that. But as far as the father of all living spirits, we all come from the same source. Now, getting back to that source and spending eternity with that source requires that we actually go through his love to get to him. And his love has standards. His love has boundaries and borders and wisdom and understanding and compassion and grace and mercy and vision and ingenuity and righteousness, and justice, and peace, and joy. I mean, all that—that that is a quality life. That is the quality life that you and I were promised. That's why he says, be content in all things, right? Give thanks in all things. Don't have to be for all things. Not all things are, you know, some things just suck. I mean, that's just how it is. But you can still... Give thanks while you're sitting in the middle of suck. <laughs> you know, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were in there with Jesus having a Holy Ghost jig like they were dancing in the fire, literally dancing. <laughs> when Nebuchadnezzar looked in the fire, he's like, what the heck? What's going on in there? And there's four? What? We threw three in there and turned that sucker up seven times hotter. What are we doing with four people? Where'd the other guy come from? <laughs> So, and they come out like, hey, y'all, what's up? And it struck him to the core to the point where he made a decree in the entire land that whoever these guys were worshiping is who they were going to worship. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like, I've had it with these scoundrels, these blasphemers. They won't worship my golden calf or whatever the heck he had concocted and fashioned. And they're all like, no, we're not going to do that. Thanks anyway. And Daniel's like, no, I'm good. Just throw me to the lions. <laughs> He's like, okay, bet. So throws lion, Daniel to the lions. He's good. No problem. Lion keeps, keeps his mouth closed, right? Daniel's like, I'm not eating your meat. I, and I'm not bowing to your stuff. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego are like, yeah, we're not, we're not bowing to that mess either. Thanks. And uh, so Nebuchadnezzar's like, turn that sucker up. I'm not going to have this insubordination. <laughs> And, uh, and those were not their names, by the way. Those were their pagan names. Those were not their given names. Those were the names given to them by that culture of that day. But they had, they, they had boundaries. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not bowing. You can rename us. You can try to reclaim us. But we are not bowing. And that is my message for you today. Please, please make a decision. Today, make a decision. We're all being summoned. We're all being called back to the ark, which is the word. 
He sits on the mercy seat. He is the Ark of the Covenant. He is the covenant. And so the word is the Ark. And you, my dears, are being summoned. And so we have a choice. And you don't have to have all the answers. You you don't even have to give a full amen just yet. You can come in with all of your questions all of your objections, all of your hurt, all of the loss. Because nationally, that's what's happening. You are seeing the manifestation of a body of people who have been stripped of every institution they have ever had pride in or placed their hope upon. And that's pretty monumental. And that is very deliberate. Because that is what is leading to our complete takedown and demise. And some of those institutions needed to be um, completely obliterated, at least from our heart's perspective. I mean, take education, for example. Have they taught us anything in the past 20 years? If your kids are in public school, can, can they actually divide? Do they know their multiplication tables? Do you? Can they write in cursive? You know, just really basic fundamental things, right? Do they know where Delaware is? Do they know what the state capital of Georgia is? I mean, you all used to watch Jesse Waters with me, I'm sure. And so, I mean, look around. We have a deaf, dumb, and muted society. And then we have the expectation of, stand up, everybody, stand up. It's time to be civic. Got to do your civic duty. And culture is completely downhill of politics because we're the entire system's inversed. And we are literally like a, a nation. We're like Atlas as a nation. We're trying to push the nation uphill to get it back on our shoulders again. And I'm here to declare to you in the name of the Lord Yeshua, the living Christ, that we are not called to put that atlas back on our shoulders. We are not called to do that. We are called to put that atlas in his hands and to get back to living an abundant life. Because if you really want his kingdom to come and for his will to be done in this earth as it is in heaven before we all kick the bucket and head to heaven for our banjos and our robes and our halos. If we're blessed to get there, right? But before that, abundant life happens now. It is not something we are to be waiting on. And if you don't believe me, ask the 85,000 children that your government has lost in this country. And if you believe that, I do have a banjo and some angel wings to sell you. Complete with a wand. If we do not start living life more abundant and living a holy life, we will not recover the United States of America. And he is calling us to holiness because I believe there's still breath in this nation. And as long as our father's on the throne and he has even 10 earnest, devout, 
followers of Christ and believers in this country who abide in him, I believe he will spare this country. But it's going to get really, really dark. (laughs) So I do not say that to fear monger. I say that because the world is going to get darker. We are not called to be subjects of that. We are called to live a life of, of which signs and wonders follow us. Not just our priests, not just eunuchs, not just the, the hermits, but us. Every day sold out to the kingdom people. They're supposed to follow us. And so in my Bible study this morning, um, we talked about the book of John. Is, is That's where we are. The book of John, we're just at the beginning, is really about the quality of, of the Christian life. Right, and John is known as the is the disciple that he was the beloved of Christ, right? And and I've always found that very curious because I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? Did Jesus love him more? You know, how do I get that position? Right, you know how we are. And so, but that wasn't it. As I as I told my group this morning, um, he loved him uniquely, just like he loves you, different from me. Not more than, not less than, just different. If you have multiple children, you know what I'm talking about. So he loves us each uniquely. Like there, there's no, like he's no respecter of persons. But if you do that word search, that turns into a really interesting search, by the way. And I will do a study of that on the air. Um, and, and you can see exactly what that means. And no respecter of persons is he's not a, huh, you know what? Okay, father, I'll go there because of the cop, because of the topic, um, of children and in trafficking and selling of humans, right? He's no respecter of persons also means he is not a salesman of man. He does not sell us. I know your church has convinced you that it means that he doesn't favor one or the other. But, you know, tell that to David. Tell that to Abraham. Tell that to Daniel. Daniel, you have found favor in the sight of the Lord. Uh, hello. So tell, tell that to other people who, I mean, how about Esther? She was favored. She was chosen for an exact time such as that. Right? So not everybody was Esther. Not everybody's going to be King Solomon. Not everyone's going to be you. And thankfully, not everybody's going to be me. So thank God there's only one of me. Amen. (laughs) My enemies would agree. But all that to say, who sells us? I mean, first we sold ourselves, to be honest, in the garden. But the enemy's constantly selling our father's creation. Buying and selling. Human beings are for sale according to the world system. And so if you honestly think that system is going to let go very willingly, um, you are delusional because that's not going to happen. So we probably will see massive economic uh, repercussions. And in economic meaning, you know, a hoarding of resources or a cutting off of resources. I mean, that's what happens whenever you sell your country out. Your supply chain's drying up even more than they have. 
or just you not having access to certain things and that's going to create havoc in the earth. You know, you see now the Biden administration is talking about blotting out the sun. <laughs> what? People in New York can't bake pizzas. I mean, what is going on, right? And see, these things sound preposterous, but they're happening. It's not what if, or they're, they're, talk, they're thinking about it. No, they're doing it. New York is literally banning, you know, gas stoves. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up because the creature is demanding to be worshipped by the created, by other creatures. Remember, Lucifer was created. He is a created being. He too is a son of God in the sense of he was created. He is a, all the angels were created. These, these things didn't just, you know, create themselves. There's only one self-existent and that's our father. Amen. And in the Godhead, in the way of his son and his Holy Spirit. But there's only one self-existent. So Lucifer didn't create himself. He was, he's a created being and fell and now he's Satan. Amen. And so with that, the, these people are under a spell, a demonic spell, quite honestly, quite literally, of today's gods. And they're old gods. I mean, they're all old. They're not new. Now we have tech, but a tech, a tech, a tech god is an old god. It's just that we happen to step into this time in history when we are supposed to be serving the God as representatives of the God, right? And he made us a little lower than the angels. So what does all of that mean? It means the world is going to get darker and I'm not going to blow sunshine up your skirt to try to convince you otherwise. But I am going to offer you the good word and a nice piece of bread and a really nice Chianti, which I love. And, uh, and I'm going to offer you the truth and I'm going to offer you an invitation to get into the ark and quit wasting time arguing over the world and its systems because we have a kingdom to build and that's going to take a lot of work. And there are a lot of people that need to get into position who are not in position. I've been one of them for a number of years, so I can relate to that. But if you're, if you're one of these folks who feels unworthy or you're still dealing with your sins of the past or God can never use me, if you're still agreeing with the enemy, you're going to be stuck with the world system. So I don't know if that's sobering for you to hear those words, but that is true. You will be left outside of the ark in the midst of all of this chaos and madness that is coming up and through and upon the world right now. You will be left outside of the ark. So again, it doesn't require money. It doesn't require fame. It doesn't require um, anything you have to bring is as dung, believe me. The only thing you need to bring is even is a contrite heart and in a question. Just start questioning. Be curious, be childlike. The word tells you we won't enter in unless we are like the little children. Think about that. Those guys are so innocent. 
and they're so trusting, right? And and until we reconcile the losses and the grief that we have incurred as a nation and individually as participants of the nation, that's what the nation is. It's not just a geographical blip on a map. It's you. You are the nation. We are the nation. So until we reconcile all of this grief and madness to the cross and disappointment and and repent for our own idolatry of these systems, whether it's education, it's the sports industrial complex, it's the military industrial complex, it's, you know, uh, it's the church. Oh, my gosh. It's false doctrine. We have worshipped our pastors and our bishops and our lay people and our clergy. And, I mean, we... It, because that's it is innate to the fallen nature of man to want to worship something or someone. It's wired in all of us to worship. If you have nothing bigger than yourself, you will worship yourself. That is a fact. <laughs> Look around. So we have a lot to repent for, to be honest with you. And it's a beautiful thing. You will be amazed how much better you feel. And I've had to do quite a bit of that myself in recent days because people can be really awful. I mean, really awful. I have to tell this story because I have to tell somebody and I'm going to let you go. So, because this is just priceless. So I, I was, I'm not going to name names because I'm just not, but I, I was in, I was invited into a media, what started out as a media group in a Twitter uh, back channel of folks from here to, you know, Europe who have been shadow banned, throttled, censored, you know, you name it, whatever Elon is proclaiming he's doing with his new baby, his new toy called Twitter. uh, That is a lie for me personally and many others who are of the conservative persuasion. Okay. Our numbers reflect abysmal engagement. We have no reach whatsoever. Okay. And this is all calculated, monitored, reported, written out. It's right there in 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 all of our stats. So all of us have compared numbers. So I'm invited, and I don't do a lot of groups on Twitter because people are just stupid. Uh, whenever it comes to trying to rope you into some whacked out conversation, so I and I warn you guys about that all the time. So I live by my own advice. Someone tried to rope me into some Russia group where I was like, yeah, I don't think so. And I, and I think those guys are actually okay. <laughs> but I was like, mm, I don't know what's going to be said in here. And I just don't want to be a part of it. I don't need the headache. I just don't need the potential drama. So, um, and I have probably great sources around the whole Ukraine laundering service that we have going. I digress. So I'm in this group. And, and lo and behold, before you know it, they're like other personalities and people who are Twitter space hosts who start coming into the group, right? Because you can add people, not just the administrator did the settings so that we could add people to the group. So I added like some actual serious people who know what the heck is going on on Twitter and with DARPA and with Google and all kinds of, you know, fantastic fascist place, uh, places who have actually been whistleblowers regarding Google, right? And I'm like, hey, come in here because we, we've got some real issues and we need some solution sets. We're not just in here complaining, right? Like we actually, we're trying to compare notes and then what do we do about it, right? And, and be more of a collective voice, 
Next thing you know, it's just one personality after another. And it, and I don't even know how some of these folks thought it would be a good, you know, people who have, I don't know, 70, 80,000 people following. And they, they're not media. They're not. They are the self-proclaimed, you know, if they have spaces host in their bio, in their profile, that's, that's neat. <laughs> okay. But some of us are actually doing this for a living. And so I don't mean to sound snotty. I'm just being true. So here's the deal. I, I firmly believe there are some spaces my voice doesn't need to be because it's just not my lane. So there are some spaces I won't host because it's not my lane. People offer me a mic almost everywhere I go. It's not my lane. If you guys are talking about Bitcoin and coins and spit coins and all this stuff, that's not my lane. I listen. I love to listen so I can learn. But I don't have to have a mic everywhere I go because I'm not a glory whore and I'm not a clout chaser. And I don't mean to offend you all, but that's exactly what's happening. So, so <laughs> I immediately start noticing some fanboy and fangirl, you know, personality stuff going on. And I'm in there trying to get like, I'm, I'm trying to get some actual data from folks and, and to give them actual data. And so I messaged the administrator and say, Hey, listen, man, the next time you put a group together, do me a favor and, and just in only include me with actual media personnel. Okay. Because all this, Oh, I just love you and your work. And, all, and, and some of that was, was directed at me too, but it's like, okay, appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. Thumbs up next high five, you know, heart, heart, whatever I'm supposed to do. Thank you. I don't mean to sound ungrateful. I'm in here for business. I'm not in here for you to kiss my butt, for you to pat me on the butt, pat me on the head, kiss me on the cheek, kiss my hand, kiss my feet, roll up the red. I don't care about any of that. That is not who I am as a personality. It's just not. And so, so, so now it's like, okay, so now we're going to fanboy and fangirl. Okay. Okay. Maybe everyone will just calm down and everybody will get used to one another. And then, you know, we can actually get some work done. But for me, that never happened. That ended up being kind of a place for people to blow off steam. And it was kind of jokey and, you know, and I'm, and I'm saying this to the liberals because I'm here to make liberals lives miserable. I'm like, okay, thank you so much for being a part of the plan and for being, you know, a proven now monkey who, you know, you, you have been captured, my dear. That's what's happened to you and you just don't know it. So thank you for stoking the fame, the flames and actually believing that liberals follow you. Right, because the way this dude Elon has got this thing augmented is and aggregated is his algorithms and whatever the hell they're trying to do with the code. Which, I, in my humble opinion, he should just scrap the whole friggin' thing and sue whoever the hell sold it to him. Thanks, Jack, um, and get his forty-four billion dollars back. But the the infrastructure of Twitter is a disaster. It is a coding mongoloid disaster it is unbelievable believe me and so i'm like okay we got to get serious here right (laughs) about what's happening and in the meantime i have some haters who have become violent and they are now threatening my life okay and one particular person who is an agitator and i'm convinced is Well, I'll leave that out. But this person is an agitator of mammoth proportion and works in tandem with another mammoth agitator, okay? So this crap's been going on for about six months, and this person cannot, will not, and refuses to stop using pity and and cry bullying as a measure in order to, you know, keep her 
sorry, to keep their audience uh, appeased and in place. And my name happens to come up when it shouldn't because I'm actually a serious person and I don't have time for cry bullies and getting into people's personal dramas and health crises and all this stuff. I just, that's not my stick and ask anyone who actually follows me. So this person has inspired a legitimate psychopath to stalk me and one other young lady on the platform who he perceives um, we're just bad people because of this other cry bully, right? This cry bully that uses our names and, and should not. Okay. So I, so I'm dealing with a legitimate psychopath and I'm also dealing with this cry bully who is, is forever just making life a living hell within the Twitter sphere unnecessarily. Okay. So I, I'm sending a message to, to some, uh, to one group thread. And if you're on Twitter, you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. But if you're on Twitter, it's just like Facebook. You have different groups, right, that you can speak with. And I'm toggling between probably six different groups about six different topics. And so I I send a message over to them about what's happening because people are asking me, what's up with your tweets today? Like, what's going on? Who's threatening you? And what, you know, what do we need to do to make sure that you're safe, that you're okay? How can we help? Okay. So I send a message to this fanboy, fangirl group that it accidentally, that was meant for the group who actually gives a damn about me, okay? And so um, I didn't mean to. I did not mean to send it to the fanboy quasi-media group, okay? Quasi-media group who's not suppressed <laughs> group. Um, but I did. And so the immediate response I get is, I don't think this is the place for that. And, and we just need to keep personal grievances and beefs, you know, out of this group. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Here we go. So I was like, oh, crap. Is that the group I sent it to? And it was. So I immediately recovered myself. And I'm like, y'all, I'm so sorry. Did not even mean to send this to you. Uh, but, hey, you know, thanks for looking out. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And um, and and I said, and, and then another woman chimes in immediately with a ugh, drama meme, right? And I'm... I'm Y'all are going to appreciate this story because, because you just are. So this other woman chimes in who is a habitual, sarcastic, just whatever. I do not know either of these women at all other than Twitter. That's it. And I don't even, and I don't, I don't know them at all. And I have no reason to, to be honest with you, other than the fact that they're alleged conservatives. So I get this meme that's mocking me about girl drama, basically, on Twitter, okay? And so now, as you can imagine, I'm not very happy about that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so so that's how it's going to be. Not even five seconds later, the administrator of the group, who is a male and a handsome male, um, who is a very well-known male, says, hey, need you guys to amplify this tweet because this person is defaming me. And the girls immediately (laughs) jump in. (laughs) 
I love the double standard. See, this is why I'm telling you the story because it's cathartic for me and I haven't named anyone and it's wonderful. And I'm going to get off my podcast and feel like a new person skipping through my kitchen with twinkly toes. So (laughs) thank you for listening. And hopefully you've laughed, but you know that that this is the double standard, right? Well, we're not going to be, these, these are the tough conservative women that are really about the conservative business. We don't want to, we don't want to be drama queens and, and we don't want personal beefs in our group. And then five seconds later, this super hot man who's very well known in media, and it's not Tucker. Uh, he, and I don't know if you think Tucker's super hot. I don't personally, I digress, but it's not him. Um, this man is not even in this country. So there, but he, he's a, he's, he's very charming. Okay. Immediately these chicks are like, oh yeah, does he, and like all the chicks actually in the group who are engaging regularly. And one I actually thought was my friend. Um, and that was hurtful. Speaking of losses, it was very hurtful to be honest with you. So some of you who follow me on Twitter, you're like, why are you weeding? Well, this is why. This is just only one reason why. Because I don't need people in my ecosystem who are not, who pretend to be um, an ally. I don't need frenemies. I'm very clear about who my enemies are. So if you're a frenemy, you got to go. And I'm cool with that. But you can't stay. Like you either get on Team Monica or get out. And if you're out, then at least I know that, right? But you're not going to play, you're not going to ride two horses with one ass. I love it. It's my favorite saying in the world. And you're just not going to do that in my personal life. So, so immediately the women are like, oh, does he know that that's defamation? I can't believe he said that. Well, maybe he should lose his car and then he'll know. And I'm like, I'm reading these comments and I'm thinking, wow, okay. Now here's a friggin' double standard if I've ever seen so I was like, okay, I got something for y'all. So it was like, you know what? And I called everyone out in the group, including the administrator, anyone who was engaged in that moment. And I said, man, you guys are really something. I didn't think we were doing, par- I didn't think we were doing beefs in this group. Now, all of a sudden, because it's a smoking hot man who is very well known. Remember the clout chasing. Remember the glory horse. Remember? Remember what I said? This is how they behave like schoolgirls. Now, I was shamed because I actually had someone threatening my life and wanted to share that with a different group, not even this one. Remember, I know my lane. I know my people. I know the company that I'm keeping. And that, and that message was not for them. But just by sheer accident, pay attention. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Sometimes things happen for you. It is a setup by the Lord for you to be able to see that that is not where you need to be. And if you will have self-respect and self-honor and dignity and remove yourself from those environments, which you know you have no business being in, even with famous people, even with beautiful people, even with ugly people, with rich people, with poor people, whatever it is, whatever, you know, with with whatever, whatever your bag is, whatever your Achilles is that makes you feel like you're a part of something. Remember, I've been warning you, stay out of those wackadoo patriot groups of folks you don't know. Okay. People are dragnetting right now. 
Stay out of all that mess. Mind your own business. Mind your own lane. That is biblical. But you but you got to have enough self-respect. And on your way out the door, some people are like, well, I just don't need all that drama. It's not drama. It's called doing relationship. And it is just damn time that we grow up. It is time that whenever people offend us, we actually exercise scripture and we execute it right then. And you tell people when they have offended you and at least how. And recognize when it's time to just exit stage right. And you don't have to burn the whole house down on your way out. It doesn't have to be all that. And I simply said on my way out, I don't belong here. And that was probably the truest statement I've said to myself and about myself in a very long time. And some of you are in the exact same situation right now. You don't belong where you are and you know it. You're in Twitter spaces with people who are awful. They offer you no life. You're in churches that are as dead as a doornail. Pastors as messed up as a soup sandwich telling you that Chris Lam is Christian. And y'all are just like, well, you know, I don't want to make waves. We're supposed to be. This lady got blasted by one of these yahoos that's chasing me. And she's like, well, you know, the word says that we're supposed to be loving and pray for our enemies and pray for those who spitefully, spitefully use you. And the, in the context in which she was using it after she had just been completely obliterated by this other person. And I was like, yeah, girl, but, you know, we weren't called to, like, be doormats. Hello? Do you have self-respect? I mean, that sounds holy. I hear you. High five. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, right? And, 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 you know, tip your waiters. And it's like, that sounds holy. But the truth is, this person is is dangerous, in coming after you and in your orbit and not a popular or famous person. And so address it. You know, Yeshua often referred to his enemies as broods of vipers, children of the devil. <laughs> I mean, some of you guys are afraid to address the people who are literally kicking your tails over and over and over and over again. Praise the Lord, I'm just supposed to pray for my enemies. I hear you. Okay, I, I pray for them too. Sure do. And uh and I give and I pray that the Father will give them time to repent and they'll have mercy on them and that He will bless them. I do all of that and I do it with a with an earnest heart, believe me. And when they choose to continue to come for me, my prayers turn. And I dust my feet. And when I dust my feet, sometimes that sucker turns into a dust bowl. And if it happens to hit you online, so sorry. Some of these people are very dangerous and bad, bad actors who have the ears and the hearts and the minds of unsuspecting people. And if my name comes across your mouth in a manner that is not appropriate and or true, and we are in the same orbit, I am absolutely going to execute Isaiah 54. All day, every day. Because just like your quality life is your birthright, that is too. That you condemn every voice that falsely accuses you. When those voices rise up to accuse you, you condemn them. That is your 
birthright and it's mine. So sucks for you that you don't know the word and I do. And most of these people are non-believers anyway, and they're actually godless, self-professed godless people. So I know I'm dealing with people who have no understanding and that's fine. But I had to share that story because the double standard is, is absolutely remarkable, positively remarkable. And then I deleted the women and I blocked uh, two of them because I don't need them in my orbit. I don't want them anywhere near me. And if you were to ever hear them speak, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Monica, they sound wonderful. I'm like, I know, right? Because all that glitters is gold. And remember, for those of you who are contemplating in retirement, getting a second job, I tried to tell you, or getting a, going back to work, I tried to tell you a year ago to please hedge and move your finances, your retirement and your savings. So speaking of gold, not the things that just glitter, monicaprotectswithgold.com is the place for you to hedge now as BRICS is absolutely moving forward. And whatever happens with Taiwan is definitely going to affect our economy even more than it's already been affected up to 45% of your retirement and save. Actually, your retirement funds have been depleted anywhere between 10 and 45%. Now, if if you're cool with that, and you're cool with not possibly being able to rebound on that 45%, absolutely stay right where you are. But I'm going to encourage you to be good stewards over what you've worked hard for, and over what the Lord's blessed you with, and go to monicaprotectswithgold.com and at least inquire as to how you can hedge whatever is left of your portfolio. And until then... If you have not seen the movie, I encourage you to do so. I bought like five tickets. There's somewhere out there in ticket in the ticket sphere, in the in the ecosystem of the ether of of uh, of the movie Sound of Freedom. So I know they have free tickets. I think it might actually be streaming online now. I don't know, but it is something that you should watch and absolutely partner up with organizations such as uh, 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 my dear friend Craig Sawyer's. Um, Nonprofit, get yourself involved. And um, that's for child rescue and uh, help save some of these babies. All right. I love you guys. Have a good night. Be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American and a Christian, act like one. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.